Hello from self-isolation, guys. How are we all doing? It's me, Vanessa Vicaria, aka The Math Guru, aka your favorite math therapist, aka the only math therapist you know, aka also, just so you guys know, I'm not a registered therapist. And I'm coming at you straight out of quarantine with a very different kind of episode today. So I will be interviewing no one because I'm in quarantine, guys. Actually, that's not why. I could obviously interview someone on the phone or via technology, but I am not going to. I am instead going to rant kind of at you, but also give you guys helpful advice. So I've been freaking out basically for two weeks over the fact that the lack of understanding and proper communication of the math surrounding COVID has been leading to a lot of fucking stupidity. Like forget the toilet paper hoarding and the like, which literally is based on the fact that you cannot even calculate how much toilet paper you need every time you take a shit. Like I'm just saying, but like, I'm talking about people being like, this isn't a big deal. I don't need to stay home, like mm, simply because they don't understand simple mathematical concepts. The whole like mathematical aspect of this virus is causing a lot of problems. And I don't mean like the math is causing problems. I mean that what we talk about in this podcast is really coming to light right now. Like we're always talking about how Um, that idea of math trauma really shapes the way people make decisions in their lives. All that to say, all of you math anxious people out there are now being faced with like your nightmare, which is mathematical facts being thrown at you every single day. And I think it's pretty messed up. And I think that it's leading to a lot of problems and I want to talk about it. So the first thing I just want to bring up is that I am so confused about how like the powers that be decided that in a society, like let's talk about just like Canadian and American, like North American society right now. Okay. It's estimated that like 75% of you guys are anxious around math. Okay. There've been, you know, Texas Instruments just did a study in the States showing this, and there've been a bunch of other studies. Like you can just even use empirical evidence among your friends, unless like your friends are all math teachers, but like the general populace is anxious around math and you know, gets nervous around the sight of numbers and does not respond well to having numbers thrown at them. Like that's not how they make decisions. Yet in this climate, the slogan for like COVID is hashtag flatten the curve. Let's just, let's just take that in for a minute. Flatten the curve. So I would like a show of hands. You can just do this from your, the comfort of wherever you're listening to this. How many of you, when you heard flatten the curve, had any fucking clue what curve it was that we were supposed to be flattening? Okay. No, seriously. Like, because I talked to a few friends who candidly were like, yeah, I mean, they told me to stay at home to flatten the curve. And I was just like, cool. Yeah. Like I'll stay at home, but like no clue what curve it is. I, I, I mean, I think it's pretty crazy that we've decided that the slogan, like we're talking about a slogan. So we're talking about like an advertising campaign, just by the way, advertising, the way it works is like you try to target your message to a demographic so that they understand it and behave accordingly. Um, We decided that telling people that they were going to help flatten a curve was going to be the thing that got people to stay home and to do their part. And that honestly, to me, is one of the biggest issues. Like that's kind of why like, from it took so long to get people on board because we're literally trying to talk math to a population that does not speak math and that does not identify with math. While media outlets and you know scientists and researchers are trying to help, they're not using the language required to reach the audience. 
You know, like I have seen so many amazing articles about the math behind COVID and the way the curve works and how exponential growth works. And I just sit there shedding a tear knowing no one is going to read these fucking articles that needs to read them. The people who are reading those articles already know that COVID's a big deal. They already understand how the virus spreads. The people who don't understand that are never going to take the time to look through an article like that. So I'm here to break it down for you guys. And I'm going to give you three tips and three rants three rant tips. Number one, let's talk about our favorite, the flu argument. Okay. From the beginning, people were saying, oh, blah, 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 blah. It's just like the flu, la, la, la. Let me tell you what this is based on. Okay. So the death rate of the flu is like 0.1%. Okay. Don't lose me now, guys. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to throw that many numbers at you, but just stick with me. 0.1%. And the death rate of COVID is like two-ish percent. So for those of you or your friends who are like at the sight of math and don't even want to like really dig into it, they're going to see those numbers as small numbers. They they both seem very small. The difference between 0.1% and 2% though is a big deal. Okay. 2% is literally 20 times 0.1%. So if I take 0.1 and I multiply it by 20, I get two. So it's not like the flu. It's 20 times worse than the flu. Exactly. While the death rate is 2% in many countries like Italy, for example, the number of people who die once infected is actually around like 8%. And that's because cool in an ideal world, if we had like all the hospital beds in the world and like all the respirators and like all the everything, we could keep it around 2%. 8% of people, maybe even higher once infected end up dying because they can't get access to the help they need. So we're trying not to overload the system. The flu doesn't work that way because we have an entire flu season and people slowly get the flu and like they get help if they need it. Okay. Let's just talk about the rate of contagion. Okay. So this is actually one of the craziest things about COVID is you can be contagious for 14 days without showing symptoms. Just think about it. Okay. I get COVID. Okay. God forbid, but like, imagine I get COVID For two full weeks, I don't show a single symptom and I'm just like cruising around my day-to-day life. I have so much more time to infect people. I can infect so many more people in 14 days than you can with the flu because according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, which is cdc.gov, by the way, if you want to look it up yourself, the flu is contagious for about five to seven days. So right now, from what we know, COVID is contagious for up to 14 days. So we know that COVID is contagious for like at least twice the amount of time as the regular flu. Last thing I just want to say, I um, look on Worldometer for my numbers with for COVID just to like check every day uh, what the new numbers are in every country. And they have just recently added a column and that column is the number of people being tested. And that is so important. You have to remember that let's say like your country has 10,000 cases right now. You need to check how many people have been tested. If only 20,000 people have been tested, well, fuck, holy shit, half of the people who have gotten tested had COVID. Like you can only imagine if you tested way more people than that, that we would likely see more cases. So that means that the 10,000 cases that are being reported, it doesn't mean there are only 10,000 cases. It means that based on the 20,000 people that were tested, 10,000 people had COVID. Now, let's say another country had 10,000 cases, but they had tested 2 million people. You can see how that's much more reassuring, right? Just keep that in mind. The number of people being tested and the access to tests largely affects how you're going to interpret the number of cases the country has reported. 
Great, great, great. So it's not like the flu. Got it? Do we get that point? It is not like the flu. Those are all the points you're going to use to argue with your friend who thinks it's just like the flu. Let's move on. So the next thing I want to talk about is the whole flatten the curve situation. And I, I'm just going to start by telling you all that I literally feel like I'm having some sort of existential crisis over this fucking curve. And like, it is potentially interfering with all of my relationships because I won't shut up about it. And the reason is, okay, like, as I said, I think it's messed up that we're like throwing around the term flatten the curve without even asking what curve it is we're trying to flatten. And I personally, and I'm saying this just so like you feel better, maybe, I don't know. I thought we were flattening one curve and then like kind of realized I didn't really know what curve we were trying to flatten actually at all. So like, anyways, I've been talking about it with a million people and quite frankly, everyone has a different opinion, but the curve we're trying to flatten is the active cases curve. So like, just forget math for a second. Like we are trying to reduce the amount of active cases that we have every day. Like that seems like a logical thing to do, right? And when we're picturing the curve, I just want you to picture this. You know, when you went to like Disneyland or like whatever theme park and there was like the really like fucking scary adult ride in which you like zoomed up, like it was like a really steep incline so that the drop would be really steep. And then there were like the kids rides that were like a gentler slope. That's the vibe. We want to avoid our curve of active cases looking like that really scary adult ride. Like we don't want the ride to go up that high. We want the ride to look like a kid's ride. Maybe it goes on longer to entertain the children, but like we never bring that little roller coaster hot like cart to that high of a peak. It just climbs up to like a small peak and then slowly climbs down and like keeps on going and it's kind of boring. That's the vibe. We never get that many cases all at once. And that way we don't overwhelm the healthcare system. Okay. So like on that note, I'd like to propose that hashtag flatten the curve should really be hashtag squish the curve because like that's what we're doing. We're taking that potentially smooth, upward, tall, peaky, spiky roller coaster and we're just squishing it down, you know, so it looks like a little kid's ride. I also want to address the whole like exponential growth situation. First of all, I would just like to point out that exponential growth is something that is introduced in grade 11 math, which by the way, I personally failed twice. So like if you don't know what we're talking about, like neither did I at one point, I think it's kind of crazy that we've been throwing around the word exponential and like curve and like, la, 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 look at this graph to everyone. Like, I think it's nuts. I think it's crazy. I think it's way too much. Most people I know topped out of math way before grade 11. And I think the word exponential is scary. So I want to break it down for you. And I want to explain to you how the virus actually spreads without using any crazy words. The only word I am going to use is multiplication and multiply. And I know that many of us were traumatized by multiplication. And like, that's why I want to say this is not a you problem. It's a them problem. And by them, I mean, whoever traumatized you when it came to learning multiplication, but like, okay. You know, when we're like, oh my God, shit multiplies like crazy, like blah, 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 blah. Like, I feel like we think of like bugs or something when we're talking about this. That's how the virus spreads. It's through multiplication. And I'm not going to get into crazy math, but I'm going to do some math with you right now. Okay. I, you know what? I kind of feel like this is like a rumor spreading. Like, you know how like you tell somebody one thing and then all of a sudden like it's fucking everywhere. Oh my God. This is like actually like how Twitter works. I feel like, like it's like you tweet one thing and then all these people share it. And then all these people like share that thing. And like the next thing you know, like Taylor Swift is like canceled permanently. And you're like, what the fuck happened? There was one tweet like two days ago. That's kind of the COVID vibe. Okay. But also I don't really like, like comparing Taylor Swift to a virus, but like her haters are like a virus. Oh my God. That actually works. Okay. Let's actually talk about some math that is 
going to be simple, but it's going to illustrate how quickly the virus can multiply. Okay, side note for this next example, I'm legit like making up numbers just to illustrate to you what growth by multiplication is. Okay, so like in truth though, if you had COVID and didn't know it and decided to like run around and like go shopping and hang out with friends and like fuck social isolation, la 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 la, you're going to infect way more people than the person who doesn't know they have COVID but actually has it and like sits at home for two weeks and doesn't go out and like maybe goes grocery shopping once. So keep that in mind. For the example, I'm going to use a growth rate of 10. Okay. So we're using 10 because it's nice and round and has a zero. And I like, I love multiplying by 10, but these aren't actual numbers. Okay. So like, don't sue me. Don't call a lawyer. Don't tweet me. Don't at me. Don't like cancel me. Don't fucking start following me on TikTok and commenting on all my posts. Cool. Let's do this. You have COVID. I mean, like you don't, but like, let's say you have COVID. You infect 10 people. Okay. Now 10 new people have COVID plus you. So 11 people have it. Now, the whole deal with multiplication is we are going to keep multiplying. So these 11 new people are going to each infect 10 new people. That's 11 times 10. That means 110 new people have COVID plus the 11 that already had it for a total of 121 people. So we're on day two, 121 people have COVID. Now those 121 people are going to go out. They're each going to infect 10 people. 121 times 10. 1,210 new people have COVID plus the 121 original people, 1,331 people. What started with one person having COVID in three days became 1,331. The next day, those people will infect 10 more people and we're going to be well over 10K. So like all this to just illustrate that that's what exponential growth is. Okay. It just means we're multiplying shit like crazy, and things can get out of control before you know it. Okay, finally, I want to touch on one other thing, and that is the whole conspiracy theory slash fake news vibe. There is a lot of shit going around right now on my Facebook feed, and like friends have contacted me to be like, oh my God, but like, have you heard this? Or like, have you watched this YouTube video? And it's driving me nuts. Um, And there's a huge issue right now with the amount of misinformation going around. And this is the case all the time. That's what fake news is. But I want to stop right now um, because I think right now is a very important time in terms of mathematical misinformation. You know, scientific publications and often, you know, those in positions where, you know, math and science are involved are often not used to using accessible language, as I've been bitching about this entire time. They don't know how to communicate that stuff with you. And often when you are fed actual math and science facts, they're not digestible. So you're left being like, I don't get it. And I don't get it isn't very convincing. However, the conspiracy theorist or the meme or like the fake news publication, they're run by marketers. They're run by like people that are like motivational speakers or cult leaders, people with immense power that know exactly how to draw you in and to sell you something that you can easily buy. So If you are reading an article or watching a YouTube video from some guy that's professing like the deep state is involved and like blah, 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 5G towers, and they're going to like cause radiation. And you're listening to that being like, you know what? That actually makes perfect sense to me. It doesn't mean it's true. So I want you to take this in just because you understand something does not mean that it's true. And just because you don't understand something doesn't mean that it's untrue. 
And that's all I really want to say about it right now. Honestly, I want you to just take that in when you're looking through sources or when your friends are throwing like these sources or theories at you. I get it. And it is manipulation. And I'm sorry it's happening to you. This is like exactly how multi-level marketing works. Honestly, they just throw a bunch of numbers around being like, la, 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 like pyramid, you're going to make this much money after this many months. Don't worry about the calculations or the investment. Like they're playing on the fact that they know you don't really understand math and science to the depth that you need to, to understand these theories. So like all that to say, people to trust, public health officials, doctors, nurses, researchers, scientists, people working on the front lines. And like, I'm sorry, but that whole like, oh my God, but watch this really informative YouTube video is not a good source. Like I can throw a YouTube video up there right now for you that sounds really fucking convincing with facts that mean literally nothing because and I, facts, and I'm using air quotes, literally mean nothing unless they're backed by an actual source. The end, not the end of the podcast, the end of that, but almost the end of the podcast. Okay. So guys, hopefully we got those three points. I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but I just want to say that like this whole crisis has made me realize how desperately our society really needs math therapy, like not just on a micro level for personal growth, because yeah, it fucking feels great to be like, you know what? I've been taught I can't do math my whole life. And I realize now that I can, and now I realize I can do like anything I want. That's great. It truly is. But on a macro level, we desperately need math therapy because the society in which people are anxious of math and scared to dig into the numbers is one in which we make poor decisions. We truly, truly do. And we are seeing that everywhere right now. I just feel like this problem is solvable. I feel like the key to a better society in which we make better decisions that are better for the greater good is one in which math education is revamped and prioritized and in which math therapy exists. Oh my God, I've never whistled before. That was cool. All right, so that's all for this week. This was super fun. This is my first episode where I just like talked by myself and it was kind of weird, but I pictured you guys there, so it was fine. You'll probably be getting more bonus episodes from me, so please shoot me an email if there's anything you want me to talk about or if you just want to share your thoughts about math therapy. You can find me at vanessa at themathguru.ca and please follow me on Instagram at themathguru because I will be continuing to rant about COVID and math and anything else I can think of. Hope you guys are all doing okay and I hope you're staying safe, healthy, sane, and most of all, at home. Wink, wink. Bye.